Welcome to Sinner's Take, another Catholic guys podcast of which we are the worst. I'm Alec. I'm Eddie. And I'm Jasper. And today we're going to be talking about Jasper. So, Jasper, welcome to the welcome to the the podcast. We are uh, happy to have you. Yes, me too. Uh, happy to be here. Happy, happy. Hey, great to be here, yeah. dude. Hello. Hello. <laughs> That's great. Uh, small talk, small talk. Okay, let's get into it. No. Um, so, Jasper, why don't you? I mean, so Jasper was a graduate of the high school that uh, Bobby and Corey and Cody and I all work at. But why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself? I go to college, which is why I'm here. Nice. And uh, I like playing board games. <laughs> and I and like, I'm Catholic. Uh, all right. <laughs> That's pretty much all you need to know. In that order. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like we said, we, we're bringing on a bunch of different people just to kind of talk about their experience in the faith, transitioning from high school into college. You have a bit of a, an interesting situation in college, I, I would say. Want, want, take us through the play-by-play because you're only a, a second semester freshman this year. Correct. But a lot has happened since you graduated to yes. now, I would say. So why don't you take us through the play-by-play of, of all of that? Okay. So I, in senior year, did not want to go to college, but I applied to places. I applied to a college name redacted under uh, what I thought was computer science. But <laughs> after I decided to go, I showed up. Two weeks in, I found out, oh, I'm actually computer engineering. And then uh, I didn't really want to do anything with computers. And so... <laughs> Recently, I just decided that I'm going to uh, just follow what I, I thought uh, God was calling me to, which is firefighting, uh, because service-oriented uh, hard work, and I think that that's important for a man. And uh, Yeah, so now I, I'm transferring from college name redacted to college name redacted to study. Uh, that's a good move. That's a good move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bit of a lateral move. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they've got a, a trade school. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, that's good. And I know that people change majors so much because i know you were even looking into film for a little bit you're looking into theology for a little bit it's uh it's it's all part of all part of the journey i would say i mean alec is <laughs> the testament to that he transferred twice the, to this day the most impressive thing that alec has ever done in my head is he transferred twice he went to for four year to a community college back to a four year and still graduated in four years that's, that's right <laughs> you, you gotta own that man you i gotta do. get that tattooed i do absolutely very <laughs> proud of it so yeah, uh, guess Jasper. What was your, tell us? Walk us through a little bit of your faith life in high school. How 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 was that? I was Catholic going into high school. Theology classes were always very easy for me, and uh, until my my sophomore junior year, I didn't really connect with the the faith group. Everyone was just kind of older, and I um, just tried to uh, you know convert my friends, but they, they were very adamantly uh, <laughs> not going to do that. And then. Um, <laughs> Once I connected with the the campus ministry group, um, I think the group really uh, clicked with me, and I clicked with them, and uh, that's that was kind of like a springboard into a lot of the um, intellectual sides of my faith, because I'd always been kind of been working on it uh, relationally, because that's that's what my family is, you know, we solve problems, we try try to act as Christ did, right, and uh, so this in high school helped uh, connect the dots for me, and. Uh, then going into college that that helped yeah and so what is how has that transition been for you because i to to go from a structure especially at a school like the one that we went to where the faith is is as far as high schools go i would say it's pretty it's pretty in the forefront Mm -hmm. structured time for prayer and things like that how how was that stepping in from that into into the unknown as elsa would say (laughs) 
I re- actually, I, I still use this as a quote. Last year when you were, we were at Bible study, back when you were a senior, we were talking, we did the Bible verse um, where he's, Christ says, I'm sending you out like uh, sheep among wolves, like lambs among wolves. And you, you raised your hand. You were like, Christ is saying to us, I'm sending you out like Catholics among colleges. <laughs> and I, and I, still, I still say that all the time oh, to, to people. So I should be giving Jasper the credit for that. Did, yeah. Not me. Don't give it to me. I'll take it. But so yeah, how how was that? How was how has that experience been for you? In the beginning, it was tough because I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to talk to. I was always being approached by uh, Protestants, but I I really wanted to find the Catholic group, and I really wanted to be an active minister because that's what that's what I was in high school, and I I just wanted to wanted to serve. It might have been pride that was driving me forward, but I re- I, I really was thirsty for. Catholic community. And then finally, after um, I found a group, I got hooked up with the, the Catholic Bible study. I uh, was just, uh, I, I became uh, fascinated and, and kind of in awe of the piety of these people at, uh, at my school because it's 100% voluntary and in, in college constantly being tested, right? So, you know, training them, right? And they're all super pious, super devout. It, it was very, very humbling to, to show up and not and be be learning things from my peers yeah it was i mean to speak highly of yourself right i remember when you first started coming to the bible study when you were a sophomore i i asked all the seniors who were around in that area to ask like do you, who is this kid like i don't i don't remember his name i remember being something kind of funky uh <laughs> and and none of them knew who you were because i thought you were a senior but you were a sophomore because i do think you've had a acute awareness of this like spirituality and a good grasp on it since you since you were younger so to, to go and i think you were you were always in the with other students kind of in that leadership role in that le- leading the charge in prayer and things like that to, so but that is because it was it was kind of a similar situation for myself too where in college i was when i was surrounded by people who were like oh these people are like holier than me and i can feel it it was a total crisis of faith and like my my pride right it would totally totally shook a lot uh, but that's that's so important to have and be around that for sure yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess what would be, what have been your big your big takeaways since since trying to develop your faith into the mm. faith like a man's faith, you know, from transitioning P- putting into away childish yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think daily mass in just it, that that's key to uh, you know facing the struggles that that we have today and everything. You uh, you once said, if you're sick, take the medicine. Mm. You know, you need the Eucharist. You're not, you're not going to grow if you're not. You need community with the people, but you also need community with your Lord. If you are Catholic and you're not going to Sunday Mass uh, during college, like I, I would argue you're, you're <laughs> not Catholic. Yeah. You know, um, I, I don't know, but I would argue that. And if you're Catholic, especially a Catholic man in college, and you're not at least trying to go to daily Mass, I, I, like, I don't know what to tell you. Are you really digging? I feel like there there are concrete steps that you need to take in order to you need, you always need to be growing on the path to holiness and that that's key and that's what I've learned from the people at, at this college there's like mass on campus uh 3 or 4 days a week. Mm-hmm. I can only make it twice a week because of my schedule, but it's just it, it's so powerful and uh, being there and being with these people. Yeah, and it's important to know he does not. He goes to a secular school, so he you're plugged in with a focus group, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, 
And I, yeah, God is not calling us to be scrupulous with this, where like sure. you, you have to go to mass every single day or else. But like to put in the effort, right? He's not going to say skip class or yeah. go to uh, or else, right? But to show that you're putting in an effort, because you know we've talked about this before. But if mass on Sunday is the bare minimum, that's like just enough to keep your soul alive, like mm-hmm. your your spirituality alive. But it's never going to be enough to take you forward and to like uh, actually help you accomplish who you want to be. Uh, you know, you could imagine you could be stuck on a in the desert somewhere and receive just enough food to survive, but you will never escape the desert. You will never have the energy you need to get out of the desert. You will only be laying there, not dying. Um, and that's kind of that way I feel with the faith, right? If, if you want to move forward out of it, you need to overflow and you need to have excess energy and excess, you know, grace. Uh, so I think that that's, that's obviously super, super important. And that, yeah, has that bared, bared, born? Boar. Boar. Has that boar fruit? That can't be yeah. it. Uh, Bareth? Bareth? Doth that beareth fruit, <laughs> my friend? Uh, yes. Uh, in uh, maturity mm. and uh, just uh, kind of even like self-awareness, you know, knowing uh, my place. Uh, you know, I just needed someone to show me my place in all this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Only mainstream Star Wars fans would like that. know that one. Yeah. Yeah, I have an interesting relationship with Jasper because as I came back to the faith and was growing more into it and looking for ministry opportunities, Eddie got me involved in their campus's Kairos, and that's where I met Jasper. So I got to see him as student leadership on a retreat, and it was electric. It was just like he's very excited, and it was very cool to see. And so that's why I'm so interested as you develop through here because— I can imagine the energy that you had for the faith only existing or not only existing because of, but being more dependent on the environment you were Mm -hmm. in. So that's why I was so looking forward to hearing you coming here today. And it's wonderful to hear that, especially with like the daily mass where you're taking, you had daily prayer and learning at school and now it's becoming something new, which is the mass. So maybe you're not going to class to learn, but you're going to mass to worship and you're taking it outward now that you've kind of gathered enough tools to go out. So I'm really happy to hear that. I want that to be known. Do you have any other thoughts on maintaining that excitement? First, I want to make a distinction between uh, having fun and being joyful. Having fun was very easy in high school on those retreats and having fun with you know, with Christ, you know, and, and with everybody and enjoying lecturing and enjoying praying with people and all of that. But joy is something deeper. Joy is not a, it's not an environment. It's, it's, it's a, a choice, right? And so maintaining joy is, I think, the key. And that is just, you know, surrender. Like what, what happens, happens. I'm, especially in the, the first part of my college experience before I met the Focus Missionaries, I was kind of alone. I didn't know anybody in a brand new place, right? And no one to share my faith with, right? It was just maintaining that I'm in God's hands and that that is something to rejoice about, you know, and and being excited. And then finally, like when I met them, it was kind of like this explosion of, I guess maybe it just became, it became fun. Was there a time for you? So it sounds like you were able to connect with Focus pretty early on. How long Genuinely, how long do you think you could have maintained that patience until you found it? Until you found sure. something like yeah. focus. 
I'm very fortunate with Catholic family and a very Catholic girlfriend. Uh, so I think that I would have, I think I could have gone a while because, um, I, you know, I, I've always, I've always got a group with them, which is not, uh, not my fault. You know, I'm very, very lucky. Yeah. I think, I think what you're, you're touching on here too is, is, is important, right? Because, uh, a lot of people, and we've talked about this before, right? That isn't the case for them, right? A lot of them, they don't have a Catholic girlfriend mm-hmm. and they don't really have a Catholic family. And, uh, for some people, you know, maybe they don't connect with whoever it is or they don't find a community. Um, but I think what you're really honing in on here though, is the necessity of prayer and necessity of the mass, right? Is that God will sustain you when you, when he, when you need him to. And I think a lot of kids is they leave the faith because they, they, well, more often than not, they leave the faith because they're lazy or because they want to do whatever they want to live the college life without really giving God a chance, right? They're saying like, well, God is not present in my life. Well, it's like, okay, but you're not engaging in it and let, and having the faith that God will sustain you. And I think that even if it wasn't for that long of a period of time for you at this point, I think there is a underlying root of that. Like, no matter what happens, no matter what life throws at me, God will sustain me through it. And that's the kind of faith that can't be shaken. And that's the kind of faith that will last across a multitude of whatever it might be. Yeah, absolutely. The, um, being like the, the certainty of salvation and of, of, uh, his love, you know, is what every, every man needs, you know, like it's, it's kind of, it's kind of to, to our modern ears, it sounds weird, but like us men need to know, know that we're loved, you know, because that's almost as hard as I'm not going to say it's as hard as loving other people, but it's almost as hard. And I I would, I would believe that at least in some cases it is more, it is harder almost like, Hmm. like, you know, not in all circumstances, but yeah, I agree. Not to underplay how difficult that is to receive love. There's, there's always kind of this constant battle of, of putting aside the shame of shame of, uh, of yourself and your sin and shame of your faith in college. Any shame, right. Is trying to, to put that away and know that that's a lie. And that's, I think that's another key to joy. Um, is knowing that we have nothing to be ashamed of. We are, we, we are sinful, and there's no need in trying to deny that. How frequently do you find yourself defending, or maybe not defending, but being attacked in your faith? Do you have professors who are overtly against it? Are you running into students who are disagreeing with you? Does it come up at all, even? It's come up a few times. I, I have some... Uh, not even in school, but some other people that, that uh, really disagree with uh, my faith. And whenever that comes up, it's always kind of the struggle of, you know, they're, they're attacking something that I care about. And so it's like struggling against anger, even in trying to be patient and talking with them. And then at school, the majority of the attack on my faith that happens is not from professors saying, God is dead. It's what that doesn't actually happen. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's people talking about, I don't know, for lack of a better word, uh, the hedonistic lifestyle. Do, do you just leave the conversation? Do you try to preach to them? Um, what, what, what do you do when that comes up? And, and that's mostly been what it was. The, the only dangerous kill on sight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. it, it I, I, I love that you brought that. It's the, how do you, approach with patience when somebody is roasting like what is so close to you mm-hmm. and then yeah and how do you when is when is it the proper time to evangelize and when is it there when is it not like or even, are you what is what does the evangelizing look like because whatever you're doing can be evangelizing but what form does that take 
preaching to them might not be what they need right now. Yeah. yeah. But but it's hard to like, like oh, what somebody remind me of the Francis of Assisi quote. Or he the goes, one that is not his quote, but yes. Uh, oh, it's not preach, his quote. <laughs> preach, his gospel, preach the gospel always use words when necessary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, misquote saints yeah. always use St. Francis of Assisi when necessary. <laughs> uh, he never he never said that, yeah. Okay. But the, the, the but, but you knew is, what I meant. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, that's the problem. Yeah. I didn't know exactly what you meant. So use words when necessary. I feel like in the situation where people are not even living the hedonistic lifestyle, but talking about it, praising it, what else do you have but words? Words, yeah. And I think that a lot of a lot of people they use that quote to justify like cowardice, basically. I right? think is like the I, don't, I don't. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be holy around them. You know. Yeah. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. You got to talk. About I it. did my part. They have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think there is some truth to that, right? You can't. You can't lead with words always, right? Mm-hmm. And there mm-hmm. there are times where it's not called for. To lead with words and not follow it up with actions is very destructive to the faith. But yeah, like you got to have the stones to do it at some point, right? Like when you, when everyone's talking about it, like, because I honestly, I think more often than not, it's the, oh, next time. Like, oh, like it wasn't the right situation. Sooner or later, you just got to be like, you know what, guys? I disagree with that. And just like see where that conversation takes you. You may fall completely on your face. You will definitely sometimes. They will be, but like, Sooner or later, you just got to like get it out there. And especially in college, because it's supposed to be a time of intellectual growth and you're supposed to be at least entertaining things with which you might not even agree, but to learn about, right? That's who said it. The the mark of an intelligent mind is to entertain an idea without accepting it. Mm. So even if you can tell them like, I'm not trying to convince you of anything, but just go through the exercise. Let's talk about it. Let's think about it. I'm not asking you to get on board with me, but let's explore together. And I find that to make it a little more palatable for people where that's what college is for. Let's explore. And that's, and it helps because you can return the favor where you can say like, tell me about what your thoughts are, or let's explore this third thing. It just makes it less me against you. Uh, there's an Augustine quote that says, uh, the truth is like a lion. You need not you need not defend it. You just need to let it out or something like that. Did he actually say that? That one I he, think no, he actually said. That one was Saint Francis. <laughs> was that Saint Francis quote? He uh, loved animals. Know, For God so, so loved the world. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, absolutely I believe it was Saint Francis who said, "Be the change you wish to see in the world." <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, "Who said this is my body?" <laughs> uh, but you were saying that. Oh, that's something I've absolutely found to be true with uh, the truth is. Like, if I just commit myself in the beginning of a conversation to, I'm just going to say what the catechism says, you know, and I'm just going to say what I know and what I believe is true, the the logic comes full circle. I'll make connections in an argument that didn't exist in my head before just because it is true, and I'm trying to give it to them and discovering it myself, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Jasper, I think you are, I think you are a light. I think... Even firefighting, right? It's a very honorable profession, but there's a lot of darkness there. There's a lot of uh, ache and there's a lot of loneliness, I think, in that profession especially. So to take what, everything that you've learned forward is, is is so awesome. And I think learn from Jasper in the sense that, like he said, if you're sick, take the medicine. Before you leave the faith and abandon all logic, make sure you're actively engaging in it and then make your decision, I would say. In an adult way, in a real way, that costs something for you to get back. Closing thoughts, anybody? 
if you want to take a moment to launch your uh, stand-up comedy routines, uh, no, you, you're, you're, you got an audience of a million plus people. So, I mean. um, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I really and like I said, I appreciated uh, the role you played for me in seeing high school a zealous high school student, and then to see how it's growing beyond that is really been a pleasure. So, thank you for that and keep it up. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>